Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, family? Welcome into Speak, an incredible Monday with some very exciting news. But first, that is Dave Hellman. That is the brilliant Joy Taylor. This is Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Nice shades. Oh, time rushing. Oh, that was new. Appreciate you, too, <laughs> Something like it. Okay. A little prescription. I'm getting older. Anyway, starting with the incredible news of the day, Damar Hamlin, he tweeted just an hour ago saying that he is headed home to Buffalo with a lot of love on my heart. He says, watching the world come together around me on Sunday was truly amazing feeling. The same love you all have shown me is the same love that I plan to pour back into the world. Yes. It's bigger than football, close quote. So DeMar Hamlin officially back in Buffalo. Well, Shady, you also were back in Buffalo this yeah. weekend, big dog. You was lit. You were showing love to the fans. Talk to us about that experience. Had, That's it oh, right look, here. Tupac. This is not a rap concert. This is me getting <laughs> the fans Your voice sounds up. good today. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always yeah. sound good, Dave. Real quick. <laughs> We had the threes up yeah. to get the fans involved. I had a lot of love. A lot, they showed a lot of love to my guy, D. Ham. But, you know, we had to get that W for my boy. The first kickoff to the crib. Hey, you was working on your handshake with Josh crib. Allen, too, though. Josh, you and Josh Allen were getting right. He forgot. He forgot. I'm the one that got Josh Allen popping with the handshake. <laughs> he said, Shay, you forgot. It's the, it's the kick, kick, hand, look at the rolly. Yeah. And then, ah. <laughs> I like it. Well, Shady, you had a blast there. Transitioning to football on the field, Aaron Rodgers, he did not have much of a blast last night with the whole world watching right. Packers. It was very simple for them. Win and you are in. But sometimes the simple things are the most complicated of them all. Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown pass, but he added an interception. It ended up being a game-costly interception. The Detroit Lions, who had nothing to play for except ruining the Packers' playoff hopes, they did just that. They end up winning that game by four, knocking the Packers out of a playoff spot. I truly could not believe it. But, Joy, Aaron Rodgers is a man who we all talk about. How much blame falls on Aaron Rodgers for missing the playoffs? All of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of it. We're, we're now into the playoffs, so teams are going to lose, and we're going to blame the quarterbacks of those teams. That's how it That's works. That's what we're going to do. That's how it works. That's how it works. I don't make the rules. I didn't make the machine. This is how it goes. You get all the money. You get all the praise. You get all the interviews. You get all the blame. And conveniently, in this situation, you deserve the blame. Yeah. The offense didn't look the same all season long. In fact, when they did change things to start winning games, it wasn't centered around Aaron Rodgers. It was not. You won back-to-back league MVPs, and you make $50 million a year. Who, who the hell else are we supposed to blame? How could anyone step up to the mantle to take the blame? Now, look, you can talk about the organization not putting the right pieces around them. We can talk about Matt LaFleur, who up until this season, we didn't really have that many questions about. Yeah. 
You're the guy. This is how it goes. It doesn't take away from Aaron Rodgers' season-long, like seasons of greatness. But not making the postseason after winning back-to-back league MVPs is a colossal disappointment. It is a much greater disappointment than Russell Wilson, who got dragged all season long. It's a greater disappointment than whatever was going on with the Raiders. It's the biggest collapse in the NFL this year, and it deserves all of the attention and blame that it's going to get. It's the Green Bay Packers. So if you're supposed to pitch to me every single year, I'm supposed to take the Green Bay Packers as a serious Super Bowl contender. What's the difference between the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys in the postseason for the last four years? Not a lot. But, I mean, if you call the Super Bowl, if you call the Cowboys Super Bowl contenders, you sound outrageous. Oh, this crazy person. Aaron Rodgers hasn't done anything in the postseason we're talking about as of late. And they're not even in the dance this year. <laughs> it's, it's all the blame has to lay at Aaron Rodgers' feet. Sounds bad. 2-5, where are you laying this blame, man? How much on Aaron Rodgers? All of it. I'm riding with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, she said some, some, some key facts. Like, first of all, in the postseason, if it's the number one seed or if it's just to win one game to get into the playoffs, he hasn't done anything in the postseason. Anything, right? That's one thing. And the second thing is, when you look at the Packers team, once they got rid of Devontae Adams, right, and he decided to go somewhere else, and they didn't want to make the money with him, right, First, and they got the Aaron Rodgers first, pay him first, give him $50 million. It's all on you. We talk about all the time with these quarterbacks. They get all the praise when they score, when, when, when they win in games. Yep. If they hand the ball off 30 times, Jimmy Jarrett, oh, oh, sorry. And then they win the game. The defense has turnovers, the running game's working. You throw maybe one touchdown. They don't care about that. They give all the credit to the quarterback. So they get all the blame. And a, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's the big dog. Let, let's, let's, let's really talk about what it really is. Yep. This, the narrative of the game was, oh, you know, A-Rod started off slow. Then he willed his way back, has a chance, last game, and, and, and Lambeau Stadium, get a win in the playoffs. They signed that thing. No, it's his fault. You're the big guy. You're the big name. All these media uh, uh, stuff he's doing about, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm taking all the critics' receipts of what they said about me earlier in the year. Well, we still writing. <laughs> you had one shot to get in the playoffs. It's the Lions at home. A dome team coming into outside, it's in your favor, the advantage. In football, we always talk about getting the, the advantages. Yep. All the advantages are on your side. You did not play well. You didn't play well all season. Once they changed in week, what was that? Week 10. Week 10. Week 12. Week 12. They were at, so up to week 12, they were averaging like 20-something carries mm-hmm. um, a game, which is real low. The last six, seven weeks, they've been running it, running it. That's why the offense was way different. They stopped the run last night. Aaron Rodgers didn't do nothing but throw picks. He should have had two picks. He should have. In the third quarter, late in the game, uh, he threw a pick, and then it was uh, the, the uh, defensive end yep. hit the face mask or something like that. He didn't play well. This goes all on him. Was well, a penalty. I mean, it. it no, it come throw. on, Dave. That was, that was a penalty. Don't start this day. This, That's this, not that the Prescott excuses. He played bad. It's always you. It's always shady. It's always shady that goes there first. No, I mean, Aaron Rodgers deserves the lion's share of the blame, right? I mean, he's the $50 million. Unintended? Like the Detroit Lions share of the blame or the? I wish I could say I even did that on purpose. I wish I could say I even did that on purpose. You're just that good, Dave. He's got to take the majority of the blame. He's the $50 million guy. I, I hesitate, but it's... The thing that I, that I stop at is that it's never all on one person. It can't be. Like, what? 
In a world where Aaron Rodgers isn't making $50 million, we're talking about, and I know in Wisconsin right now, in Milwaukee and wherever else, they're talking about Aaron Jones fumbling on the 32-yard line at the end of the first half with a chance to go up by two scores. They kick a field goal. They're up 12-3 to heading into the half. They score a touchdown. All of a sudden, they've got a commanding lead. They can really dictate the rest of that game. Aaron Rodgers had four drops by his receivers last night. Four. Four in a game. They finished third worst in the league in drops on the season. I get it, Joy. I get it. Okay. All I'm saying is it's not all his fault. But when your salary is $50 million or your cap hit, you got to ride the blame for that. I mean, people had the audacity, and we talked about this last week. People had the audacity over the last week, uh, month to say that Aaron Rodgers put the Packers on his back. No, he didn't. He did not. That never happened. That never happened in this iteration of the Packers. So if you're saying Rodgers put him on his back when they were winning games before, then it's totally fair game to say that it's all his fault. In reality, it's not, but that's what happens when you're the quarterback. I will say Aaron Rodgers is 100% to blame, not because it's all his fault, but because Aaron Rodgers could have exclusively kept the Packers out of this atrocious season. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is that – old 400-meter runner who can no longer calculate when they need to start getting faster in order to win the race. They're that old distance runner whose perceived ability and actual ability are no longer in alignment. Mm-hmm. 2014, Packers start off 1-2. and two. Aaron Rodgers says, relax. Oh, yeah, 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 right, he was right. right. Went to the NFC Championship game. 2016, Packers start off 4-6. and six. Aaron Rodgers, we're going to turn it around. He was right. They finished 10-6. and six. We'll cut to 2022. Packers start off three and six. Aaron Rodgers, week 10, he turns it around. Christian Watson, he gets going. Aaron Rodgers was like, hey, we're just where we want to be. He was wrong. His perceived ability and his actual ability are no longer in alignment. 2014, he turned it on, NFC Championship game. 2016, turned it on, wins six straight games, goes to the playoffs. But in 2022, Aaron Rodgers is no longer as great as he thinks he is, let alone we know he is. LaShawn McCoy hit the nail on the head when he said Aaron Rodgers didn't have one 300-yard game all season long. He's had 13 300-yard games under head coach Matt LaFleur. Mm. And he didn't have one all season long. Aaron Rodgers is the individual who wants to work smarter and not harder. Yeah. I co-sign that. That's how I try to live my life. It's more efficient. The problem is you better work incredibly smart. If you don't want to go to OTAs, Aaron Rodgers, that's fine. But don't be mad at Romeo Dobbs, number 87, your third-round pick when he's dropping slants. If you don't want to go to OTAs, Aaron Rodgers, that is fine. But don't be mad when you don't have a number one receiver through the first five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks of ball. If you don't want to go to OTAs, that's fine. But you can't be mad when you can't go to the playoffs either. That's really how I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers. Shady, I know you have a lot of thoughts of Aaron Rodgers because he's been compared to Tom Brady. Does this change how you view Aaron Rodgers? We talked about it pre-show, how Patrick Mahomes lost his number one receiver and didn't miss a beat. Aaron Rodgers lost his number one receiver in Devontae Adams, and things look totally different. It, I, yeah, I, I truly believe that. Now, now, granted, you know, Pat does have Andy Reid. That True. makes a, a big difference. But, but one thing about Aaron Rodgers, we put him in that category. See, that's the difference, right? Pat, I, I think he's in his own category, and he's getting better and better and better. But we don't put him up there with Brady yet. Not yet. He's still young. Aaron, they love to try to – Put that now, 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 Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but they let him put him in the same category, the GOAT conversation. Well, if you're the GOAT, like everybody thinks you are, we got to see this. He didn't play well all year. And, and if you notice, he blamed everybody else. Young receivers, this, that, and the third. No, man, you. A-Rod didn't put that team on his back last night yeah. or this season. Yeah. 
So a lot of that blame goes to him. Joy, you make a great point. I think I've gone easier on Aaron Rodgers outside of my last three-minute rant because I'm like, Aaron Rodgers is a two-time MVP, but Mahomes hasn't missed a playoff since he's been a starter. Come on now. Tom Brady, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he missed a playoffs when he was a starter. Obviously, the Patriots did. They went 11-5, Matt Castle, Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. But Tom Brady hasn't missed a playoffs. Even with the Bucs, he calculated just somehow, how much he needed somehow. to right. get in. Right. Does this change your opinion of the four-time MVP, back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers? Him missing the playoffs this year doesn't change it because I don't think if they made the playoffs and they'd be playing who San Francisco Francisco, that it would make much of a difference of how I feel about Aaron Rodgers which is he's an all-time great talent but if we're really honest about Aaron Rodgers career and if you want to blame the Packers for this if you want to blame you know their lack of ability to be aggressive if you want to blame his coaches fine 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 nobody else gets those exceptions but fine also, you have to blame Aaron Rodgers for being a great regular season quarterback. One of the best. And kind of disappointing in the postseason when it comes to team success. Two things can be true. You can be an all-time great talent and your talent not consistently lead to championships. He's been to one championship. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, so it, it, always, doesn't mean he's not, it doesn't mean he's not incredibly talented. It doesn't mean he's not one of the greatest to ever play the game. All those things can be true. But when you're talking about getting in conversations with Tom Brady, which, again, I don't think anybody should be compared to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, eh, eh, you have great individual talent. But the Green Bay Packers are not a dysfunctional organization. I don't care what you want to pitch me. They're not dysfunctional. They might not be as aggressive as I think that they should be, particularly in the modern NFL, but they're pretty consistent. They have a great run game this year. They had a decent defense. It's always an excuse for why they can't get over it. And I'm saying you have have the guy, right? You should be able to put the the team on your back from time to time in the postseason. Dave, quickly. In totality, I think these last – well, these last three years put a hell of a dent in Aaron Rodgers' legacy, in my opinion. When you think – and I'm with you, Shady. Like, I – for my money, he's one of the most talented throwers of a football I've ever seen. True. And I, I always – I was just like, I don't care what you say. Like, Rodgers is going to have him there at the end. He always does. There's something magical about him. And the last three years, they get the one seed. They lose a home game in the NFC Championship to a wild card team. The next year, they get the one seed. They lose at Lambeau Field in their first game. Again. And now – you know, you think like, oh, Rodgers can make it work because he's Rodgers. He's still got some of that magic. And it, obviously, it's not even the playoffs. All of these games end at Lambeau. All of these are games that they could have won, and they didn't win any of them. I think it puts a dent in Rodgers' legacy, and it honestly, it takes a little mystique off of the Packers that we've respected so much. That is a conversation we will expound on later. Rodgers' legacy, has it been dented? Well, currently, Cliff Kingsbury, whatever legacy he may have had in Arizona, it's over. He's out as a head coach in breaking news earlier today. But was he to blame for the Cardinals' struggles? Or you got to blame the star quarterback making $200-plus million. Next on Speak. I'm like. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 
The most impressive accomplishment nobody's talking about as we check in on our social life. He, Mike Tomlin, now gone 16 straight seasons without a losing record. Remember, he became a head coach at 35 years of age, and he has not had a below-average season, literally speaking, since. It's the most impressive feat. Joy Taylor, nobody's talking about, but I want you to talk about it. What you I make of it? it? Love Mike Tomlin. I know Steelers fans are disappointed they're not in the postseason, but overall, this is a great season for the Steelers. You're resetting from moving on from a Hall of Fame quarterback. You got a rookie out there. You know he's the guy. The slow progressions, and once again, Mike T. Ain't gonna happen. He's my favorite. He's the best. Yeah, he's my ain't gonna happen. There's something to be said for the Lions and the Steelers. Like, it's okay to ride off into the sunset on a high note. Like, do you really want to have to go play the Bills in Buffalo? I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I mean, like, look, you, you can't win if you're not in the dance. So I, I get obviously, it. Obviously, it's always better to make the playoffs. These are also these are teams that were in transition though. Like, yeah. it's okay for the Steelers first year with Kenny Pickett to finish with a winning record, win their last game. You got a lot to feel good about. There's no and, and they could have quit. Mikey T. That type of coach that you. Want want to play for him. You guys are out there battling injuries to play for him. I love Mikey T. And then next year, coming in with that quarterback, second year with that experience, that defense, they're going to be tough to beat. They will be tough to beat. Well, from one great head coach to a head coach that's no longer a head coach, Car- Kyler ah. Murray's head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, fired today. It was shocking, in all honesty. Cliff Kingsbury, remember, he signed an extension through 2027 just seven months ago. But now the Arizona Cardinals announced that they have relieved him of his duties. In addition, general manager Steve Kine has decided to step away from his position in order to focus on his health. The team wishes both of them thanks. All right, let's get to it. Um, Who do you blame for the Cardinals firing Cliff Kingsbury. Shady, talk to me, man. Small, uh, a small percentage goes to the GM, right? Steve Kime. Yep. But the bigger one goes to little man, what we know him as, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, let's think about this for a second. Last year, Kingsbury, they, they praised him. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. He found a type of offense that fits Kyler Murray. Spread out, quick game, uh, RPOs, all that stuff that fits his game. All holding the ball long, misdirections. That's what Kyler Murray does best. But let's look at this year now. For you to give him that contract, first of all, you really didn't want to give him the contract. He had the fighting claw to get that contract, right? Took all the pictures down on Instagram of the Cardinals. He, he kind of separated himself. And then you put in the contract, hey, you got to watch extra tape. So for a head coach to put that, and not only a head coach, but he's an offensive guy, to put that for your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, you don't want to pay nobody like that. We watched Kyler Murray. A lot of them games that they lost, it's because of him. It's picks, sacks, holding the ball too long, not being efficient. And when your quarterback, you're not your quarterback, your franchise quarterback is there and he's not playing well, who do they look at? They look at the head coach. And now your head coach is an offensive guy. He gets the blame for everything and they fired him. So my thing is this with the Cardinals. What coach will you get to replace him that will fit a Kyler Murray type offense, a Kyler Murray type player? It's going to be hard to find. Hard to find. Dave Hellman, who do you blame for Cliff being fired? I think it's a top-down failure, Steve Kime, the GM, and Cliff Kingsbury. I blame both of them together. I mean – Look, I'm not trying to sell anybody that Kyler Murray is the best quarterback in the league or even in the small handful, but we've seen him be excellent, right? I mean, he was the offensive rookie of the year. He's gotten the Cardinals to places they hadn't been recently. That's the crazy thing. I mean, Cardinals were 10 and 2, a little bit more than a calendar year ago. That's how quickly life can change in the NFL. Kyler Murray is an insanely talented quarterback. He's not without fault. But if, you're, if you have him, I feel like you've got a strong building block. My thing with the Cardinals is, what else do they do? We talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, what, what, what do the Cardinals do? What's their identity other than, uh, yeah, Kyler, go, go figure it out, Kyler. 
that that's the Cardinals' identity. I'm just, I mean, like the the, the organizational philosophy, vision, strategy, whatever you want to talk about. I, I've never seen it, and it goes all the way back to before Cliff even got there when they drafted Josh Rosen in the top ten, and then turned around and they were like, "Yeah, that's our bad. We're going to draft Kyler now." Successful teams don't do that. And then, I mean, you look at the way they've built this team around Kyler Murray, like quick. All right. I love his game, so I will say Buda Baker. Buda Baker is a wonderful player, one of the better young safeties in the yes, league. He's one of the best. Yeah. Name another homegrown Arizona Cardinal who's good other than Kyler Murray. Who's he working with? He's working with Zach Ertz, JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins. Like this team, James Conner, this team is built around other teams' cast offs, like, like good players. But where is the where's the philosophy here? What are you uh, developing? What are you building? What's the core of this team? What's the identity right? of this team? I'm, I'm with because you, that's ten and two. They was acting like Cliff might be ten and two turned into eleven and seven. Well, hold by up, the way. but they was talking about see this is the thing. See this is how the NFL works that I, I love about it. He's blaming them, right? Yep. That's all. Oh, this Cliff is his fault. But last year they were talking about oh he might get coach of the year, mm-hmm. and they was praising him. You see what I'm saying? How that works? So. The same way we, we, we want to play, praise him, come on now, let's keep it real a little bit. Come on. I would argue coach of the year often just goes to a coach who has the most wins, and that's not always the right way to do it. That's why I would give it to Brian Dable this year. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Troy, interject real quick. Let me get your thoughts. Who do you blame for the Cardinals firing Cliff King? I mean, I have a lot of the same sentiments that Dave has. I think you blame everyone. And when you're doing this much hiring and firing and turnover, uh, I got to look at the top. I don't look at organizations in the NFL at, at, at the bottom. Who makes the decisions? Because they set the tone for the whole organization. So that starts with ownership, and then that goes down to the GM, and then it's the head coach, and then we get to the players. Obviously, players can play badly, but I can't say anything about the Cardinals that is identifiable. What do you do? What are, are you like, do you run the ball well? Are you a fast offense? Do you have good defense? Do you win with defense? Are you really crafty? Like, I don't know what the Cardinals are. There's nothing identifiable about them. And, and it hasn't been that way for a long time. The only thing I know is Kyler Murray plays there. Like, and if they can get him going and he plays at a high level, then they can win some games. Mind you, DeAndre wasn't even there for six games this year. Right. So that's also a part of it. I, I just don't think they're a well-run organization. I, I don't think they're very good with money. Well, some people are just good, they're not really good with money. Why would you give them extensions? We really don't know if Cliff is a good coach or not. Certainly not an extension like that. And then you're firing him yeah. eight months later. You didn't have to pay Kyler Murray. What was he going to do? Was he going to sit out? He wasn't going to play? Well, I, don't think, I think he would probably played. He, he, they got, he got paid early. So they might not be good with money, which is also a reflection of how you run your team. They don't have any identity. But when it comes to Cliff Kingsbury, I, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised they let him go. I don't know that I would have let him go, not just because of the money, but also Kyler was hurt. And DeAndre was gone for the first six games. So it was a very clunky season. I don't know how you evaluate it as a whole. But I do think a couple things happened this year that did not favor coaches that can't win without backup quarterbacks, like Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. (laughs) You should be able to win some games with a backup quarterback in this league if you've put together a good enough roster and you're a good enough coach. Yeah, where I'm at is I blame the top, Steve Kime, for Cliff Kingsbury being hired. I blame Kyler Murray for Cliff Kingsbury being fired. 
One, the best mm. ability is availability. Yes. Kyler Murray, they started off 7-2 and two last year. He got hurt. They began to, he began to be gone. They began to lose. This year they were already bad. Then Kyler Murray gets hurt once again, and they begin to lose. We're talking about the Cardinals not having an identity, and to some degree I agree with that. But why don't they have an identity? What did Kyler Murray say after the overtime win or the late game win against oh, the Raiders? Yeah. Kyler Murray's yeah. the one who said, hey, y'all got to be awake when y'all play with me. Yeah. Y'all don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> So what y'all are defining is Kyler Murray's ethos. He literally is like, at my core of a player, y'all just got to be awake. I don't know what I'm going to do. So when you're saying the Cardinals don't have an identity, because the quarterback don't have an identity, what's the quarterback? What is Kyler Murray? He's scrappy. He's clawy. He's going to find a way to get outside the pocket and make things happen. I think that Cliff Kingsbury never should have been given the job. No, he never should have been hired. But once he was hired, now I'm looking at Kyler Murray, and because Kyler Murray is not allowing himself to be coachable. At least that's what it appeared based on some of the outbursts that I didn't agree with. That's why I'm like, nah, I got to blame Kyler. Somebody was going to get fired. It was going to be the less wealthy individual. So they had to fire Cliff because one of them had to go and it ain't going to be Kyler. But like, I I just think, okay, so now you fire him, right? You fire Cliff. What other offense can fit Kyler? I think the spread out offense is his thing. He's always been in that. Right, was he 5'9", 5'10"? And I'm not trying to even like go there, but I'm just being honest. 5'9", 5'10", quarterback in the NFL, what type of offense is he going to play in? Yeah, no, I mean, I hear – but don't you – I mean, in the NFL, don't you think there's at least a dozen coaches that could build an offense around Kyler Murray? Like, you can't argue with the skill set. And I get it. The size is a limitation for sure. I would know. Not about playing quarterback, <laughs> but you get my but what, point. So, so I, I do stuff like this. Like, I just look at different teams, right? I look at teams, I look at coordinators. So I, I think a, a safe team would be like – the Jaguars. I think Doug Peterson, the way he runs his offense, even look at the, with Trevor Lawrence, it's safe. It's quick things. It's getting the ball out quick. But I feel like the way he, he, he plays, he plays like, like he talked about on his page, off script. He plays like a college quarterback. I, I want which to say that. Why, college which guy. Is, which is That's why, why they got to have a college Wait, coach. But the, problem is, <laughs> the problem is college football Kelly? and the NFL are two different sports. Absolutely. Yeah. They have yeah. different rules. They're playing against different levels of talent. It, it's literally two different sports. So you can say, oh, we bring in a college quarterback for this and Kyler plays college football. And I don't think that, Ky- that Kyler is exempt from this, from, from the blame in this situation at all. But if you're going to move on from someone, it's got to be the coach because you're not going to move on from Kyler Murray. You've committed to Kyler Murray. And at the end of the day, Kyler Murray is the talent, and he's the only one in this situation, like Dave said, that we've ever seen actually be great. Like, we've right. seen him be great. Whether it's sustainable or not, it's a different conversation. And I would still lay that at the feet of the Cardinals front office and ownership because you're responsible for putting this on the field. Like, you, you know what Kyler is. But it's he's always been the same. It's, I'm hard-pressed, though, because we saw Kyler be great for all of seven games. Right. We, I, I won't let those seven games yeah. hold me hostage into thinking Kyler is great. But have what, you ever what, what does he do great? What has what Cliff do ever great? done that's great? The only thing I would say that Cliff did great is turn the organization around from two wins to five wins to 11. He's, did he's he one more turn games. the organization around, or did he have Kyler Murray playing quarterback for him? So what does Kyler Murray do great? Because y'all keep saying, I just want to know, what's he do great? He creates something out of nothing better than just about anybody. But the reason it was nothing in the first place was because of Kyler. Though. Right. You feel me? Like, his nothing's on side. That, that part. Yeah. So now when my, when, when my wide receiver runs a 10-yard out route, he's thinking the ball's going to be there. It's not. Got turn up, turn around. So now it's nothing. So he, now he makes it something. Because, hold on, because if you watch it, this year, even when Colt McCoy got in the game, Boom. the offense was on time. Stop. Right Stop. there, moving the ball. So when y'all keep saying identity, which they don't have an identity, you guys are right about that. My thing is more like, 
What does Kyler do great other than this? Which, to go back to that, like, Cliff is a college coach. Kyler Murray needs a pro coach. It's a moot point. When you said Doug Peterson, I had, like, a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, Doug Peterson could get something out of Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's happily coaching the Jags in the playoffs. That's not going to happen. But there are coaches with skins on the wall who have been in the NFL who know how to work the modern game. Like, you don't think Doug Peterson could turn Kyler Murray into I, I, I a, a good can, NFL right? quarterback? Even when you watch Trevor Lawrence. A lot of plays that you have in it is, like, like safe, quick. But I was like, at Kyler Murray, he's different than, than, than Trevor Lawrence. Sure. He's different than most quarterbacks. And I don't see most coaches out there can just work with that. Because there's no timing. There's no discipline. There's also Kyler. The Cardinals run a college-based offense. College. It's, like, spread, it's, out, it's spread out. But, inside it, but, but that, that in itself is the problem. And whether Kyler is capable of adjusting to the NFL game will really be the question. But at the end of the day, they're not going to win at a high level running a college-based offense because this is the NFL. And there's plenty of evidence that college coaches aren't having success at the NFL level because they don't adjust to the NFL ball. Now, Kyler's also going to have to do that. I don't believe people – but here's the problem. I don't believe that people change. You you are who you are who you are. It's a matter of finding a coach that can get the most out of what Kyler is. He's not going to wake up and all of a sudden be Joe Burrow. But don't you think – because I would suggest that Cliff Kingsbury actually did that. Like, the fact that Kyler Murray was offensive rookie of the year, the fact that Kyler Murray did go 7-1, and one, the fact that Kyler Murray was the MVP favorite through eight weeks of ball, I would suggest Cliff Kingsbury did that. Remember, had a lot to do with that. Cliff had Baker Mayfield at Tech. Then he had Davis Webb at Tech, the Giants yep, starter yep, yep. last game. Yeah, yeah. Then he had uh, Patrick Mahomes at Tech. And he had Kyler Murray not at Tech. Kyler he Murray also got fired Hill. from Tech. He got fired. He did. But he knows how to run those college-style spread Then it sounds out. like Cliff Kingsbury is a college coach. I mean, but what, as thus far, Kyler Murray is a college quarterback. He's right. got Perhaps. a great job waiting so, for him but, 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 somewhere. But the difference is Kyler Murray is getting paid to play in the NFL, so he's going to stay there. That, everything that we're talking about is success that Cliff has had not at the NFL level other than him winning more each year, which there's something to be said for that. And I don't necessarily think this is all Cliff's fault. I think there's plenty of evidence it's the Cardinals' fault. Yeah. And a little bit on and Kyler Murray. And Kyler, too, yes. But now we're going to see how, the, how it goes moving forward. Because we keep talking about the coaches, like – who, and we can't name nobody. Who's going to go in there and, 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 and fit a Kyler Murray type of offense? That's on the Because he don't do nothing great out. other than he extends plays, right, which most athletic quarterbacks and can we'll do. And we'll see if he can coming off the knee injury. Because let's remember, uh, Kyler I Murray mean, did just have major knee reconstruction. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll see what he can do. Well, coming up, the Cowboys, we have to talk about them. They are in the playoffs, but they took a bad L yesterday. And some opinions about Dak Prescott have changed on this desk. I won't tell you who. They've had a bad L yesterday, and some opinions about Dak Prescott have changed on this desk. I won't tell you who. Dave Helmer. He might. Hey, <laughs> Dave. Hey, Dave. Showed up to work today? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Joe Burrow, one of everybody's favorite players in the National Football League. After a big win yesterday, he had some things to get up off his chest when he was asked if there's a Super Bowl window with his current team. Speak up, Joe. The window's my whole career and, and everybody that that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, 
our window's always open. Okay, Joe Shiesty. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. oh, oh, oh. What a beast. What a beast. <laughs> that says it all. No words at all. Well, the Cowboys, they are already in the playoff before yesterday's game. But remember, they could have had a one or two seed if some things had gone their way. Well, they got in their own way, losing to the Commanders in an ugly fashion. Dak Prescott only threw for 128 yards and added a pick six. Pick. The Commanders blew out Dallas by 20. After the game, Dak said, this is, quote, completely not who we are. I can't stand when people speaking double negatives. Give me that. <laughs> completely me not that. who we are. Dave, 16 <laughs> picks, 17 picks on hey, the season. 20, 21? I think it's 15. 15 man, picks on the season. How many of them actually count? At this point, probably probably nine of them. I got to ask, though. Probably nine of them. I I asked in the group chat, like, is that one? No, I mean, yeah, probably nine of them count. Dave Hellman, Dak Prescott's play, is it finally a problem? Dak Prescott's play yesterday was a huge problem. See, that's that's this is this is the culture. This is the sports culture these days. Is Dak plays one of the worst games of his career. He did. Look, shade, shade. Listening to me? Are you listening? He played one of the worst games I have ever seen him play. It was only better than week one because he did put together one nice drive. Like they had one nice drive at the end of the first half. They score a touchdown. So it was better than week one against Tampa Bay. <sighs> It's one of the three or four worst games I've ever seen Dak play. It's a huge problem. You're going to get laughed out of the playoffs playing that way. That's not who Dak has been this entire season. Just in case you don't trust me, his numbers from the last three weeks, the Cowboys are first in scoring offense. He's leading last three weeks, not yesterday. Yesterday was bad. Last three weeks? Just making sure. Yesterday was bad. (laughs) He played really bad yesterday. The three weeks before that, he led the league in completion percentage. He was fourth in the league in yards per game. He was second in the league in touchdowns over that span. He was third in the league in quarterback rating over that span. He's playing good football for the most part. Week one against Tampa and week 18 against Washington, he looked atrocious. It's weird how he, like, bookended it. He was like, let me start really, really bad and finish really, really bad, too, and in the middle we'll play some good football. I don't know what to make of it, but... It's hugely concerning if he carries that over into the playoffs. He, he can't play that way and have them not get embarrassed. It's just it's not going to happen. He can play the way he's been playing for most of the season, and they should probably be fine. But this wasn't that. They're just they're two different things. <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Shane? Hey, I, lo- I love the Dak guys. I love Dak. I lo- it's cool. Hey, look, no beef. I get it. Yesterday was bad, but the last three games have been great. Wait, the last three games was – the Titans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh, Washington? Are you counting them or no? No. Okay, so Titans. Who else was it? The Eagles. Eagles. And who else was And the one before that was the Texans. Yeah. Shoot. Jags. 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 Yeah. Jags. Jags. Jaguars. The name stat he didn't talk about in them last three, the, the last three games, he led the league in picks all three of them games. Pick, 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 pick. Win, win, pick, win. Pick, 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 pick. Listen, I'm not hating on Dak Prescott. I have no hate against the Cowboys, right? And my time playing as Cowboys – I did pretty well. Listen, all I'm saying is this. When you play against guys, well, he, they should have won yesterday. I mean, course, you play against course. Washington. Of course. And then, and then we talked about the production meeting, like, oh, well, the game really didn't mean much, which it really did. Because if the Eagles lost and y'all won, you get the first seed. But anyway, yep. you got to, like, like, try to be that bad. Like, if I'm playing the game, right, and we're not playing for much, I'm not going to, like, miss, like, a whole bunch of holes. I'm not going to fumble the ball, like, two or three times. You got to try to be that bad. 
Going to the playoffs, you, you want to be playing your best ball, right? Your winning ball, yep. efficient ball. Turnovers is, is like out of it. Dak Prescott, they got the Bucks. They got who's in the playoffs? The Bucks, Niners, Eagles, Giants, Eagles, Giants yeah. and 49ers. Yep. All them teams that I just talked about, when they win the, the turn, turnover battle, they're like 27 and 0. Mm. So going to the playoffs, you can't do that. You think the Texans and come back and win the game. You can't do that against the, the, the Eagles backup quarterback and win the game. It's playoff time now. Not arguing. And, and if they don't take care of – no, not, not they. If Dak don't take care of that ball, we're going to be back at this desk. Oh, God. Me looking at you, right? Just looking. Not speaking, just looking. And I'm going to say this. I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. Joey, where are you at? Dave's side, J- uh, shady side, Dak's play, is it a problem? I, you know what it is? I do think it's a problem. I've felt like it's been a problem for a long time. But they've won games despite it. Eight and three while Dak is doing this. And for yeah. some reason, Cowboys fans don't seem to be that worried about it. Texans. Oh, I, I, can you come hop oh, on oh, Twitter? Oh, Joey, Twitter? Joey, Joey, Joey. Everyone's telling me Joey, anything they don't I care. say about they the don't Cowboys. don't care about the picks. I'm crazy if I oh. say that they're capable of winning a Super Bowl. I'm crazy they if I say Dak's right play, playing bad. I mean, wh- whatever. At the end of the day, here's what it is. You're not going to win playing like that in the postseason. No. You're there not you going to win playing like you were playing and winning in the postseason. Nope. So even if this game, obviously they had already clinched. There was some stuff to play for. Obviously you could have if the Eagles lost, which they weren't going to do. There was still stuff to play for. Right. But you can't – whether you're playing well, all those numbers that you mentioned – you would play like that, or you play like you played against Washington in the postseason against those teams. It's not going to matter. Turn up. We can say whatever we want about these fake turnovers that Dak has, or how much it doesn't matter. We have so much more evidence that if you lose the turnover battle in big games, you will lose. There's so much more evidence. Like decades of watching football. What do coaches always tell you? Before every game, take, the ball. take care of the ball. Take it's like ball. the most simple, fundamental thing about of, football. Of any level. Wait, Dave's biting yes. you, no, your tongue. No, I'm not. No, don't drop the ball. I'm not. Hold the ball. I'm not biting my tongue. It's it's frustrating. It's funny. The quote you read from Dak, where he's like, "That's not who we are." I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> I'm out here trying to defend you, but every week you turn the ball over. Every, I mean, every week. To be fair. Dak does it. The Cowboys love to do it, too. I mean, they turned the ball over three times yesterday. Yeah, I don't even think – I can Point. I can get with you there. I don't even think it's all on Dak. Like, the Cowboys don't but take care of the ball. To, to, to get up on – to get in front of a microphone after week 18 when you've turned the ball over in seven straight games and say this isn't who we are, yes, it is. got to do something about it. Dave, I got a question for you because as I'm watching the game, I don't know that it's so much Dak's mental – making the mistakes oftentimes okay. as it is Dak's physical. Where do you stand on Dak having the physical tools? If you want to have a real conversation, and it's going to sound like excuse-making, that's fine, whatever. But here it comes. Washington's front is awesome. Dak looked incredibly uncomfortable yesterday. Tyler Biotish didn't play in that game, starting center. Uh, yep. The entire offensive line is shuffled. You've got Tyler Smith playing on the inside when he'd been on the outside. you got Tyron Smith, the Hall of Fame left tackle, playing right tackle. It's, if it's an excuse, that's fine. It's just it's the reality of what they're dealing with. And I think they need Tyler Biotis to play against Tampa if they're going to have any hope of correcting this because I don't think Dak looks comfortable with the level of pressure in the pocket right now. Here's my thought because as I look at it going to the oh, big boy, go. go oh, I don't think it's as much Dak's play that I'm worried about as Dak's ability. 
Like, right? like when I see Dak making some throws and not making some throws, this is what I'm worried. This is Dak's interception for a touchdown. The problem isn't the idea to throw it. If, if you're going to throw it, you got to put it outside of Noah Brown. Right. You can't throw it on the inside shoulder because that defensive back folder is already breaking on the ball. Give me that. You can't throw it out. In. And that's the problem with what Dak Prescott's doing. Take another look at it because I'm going to give you a better look at it. Give the me ball that. has to be here. It can't be on the inside shoulder. It's an out route. you got to throw the out on the outside or the cover two cornerback who's already squatting on it. He's going to take it the distance. Now, a flip side of what I'm looking at. Josh Allen, he does it incredibly Ooh. well. Field out. He's going to make the exact same throw, though be it is versus a different coverage. A field out. He's going to put it where only his receiver can get it. Oh Take my one more look God. at it. Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis. He's putting it where either Davis is catching it or it is going out of bounds. My issue with Dak's play isn't actually the play. My issue with Dak's play might be the ability because Dak wants to make the throws. He has the will to make the throws. But if you want Dak Prescott to be aggressive, which you said you wanted him to be, Jerry Jones has said he wants him to be, uh, Dak has said he wants him to be. So you better ago. have the talent to match that aggressive. We have time. Do we have time for this? We got, we have much time. That's as not need. an aggressive throw. If anything, field out's an aggressive throw. If any, cover two corner. It's a it's a tough throw to make. But like, if anything, my beef with that, and I mean the the ball placement was bad. I think Terrible. anybody that's watched a decent amount of football can tell that. But that they ran outs and 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 bra- and, and like curls all day, like. Fuller was just sitting on that sitting thing. On it. And yeah. that's because you make it easy on them when you're not trying anything else. Like, if anything, I would say they weren't aggressive enough with some of the stuff that they were trying. Dak's arm is not as good as Josh Allen's, and, that, and it was a poor yes. throw. But I think you could help him out a little bit more by making life more difficult on the cornerbacks as well. I th- like, Washington was, was sitting on routes from 6 to 10 yards all day long. He threw a ball like that. Every time Dak threw it less than 10 yards, it was contested. Same type of ball, same type of pick. One went to this for a touchdown. Other one to Titans. Tennessee Titans. Kevin Byard, same bad ball. Out route inside shoulder. The placement's been inconsistent for sure. That's part of being a quarterback. That's part of being. And then, and then last thing, right? This because I'm just thinking about it. We love talking about how many picks that 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 is not his fault. I watched that game last what, what night. What you see? It was a lot of picks that should have been caught. The D backs just fumbling up. So I if, saw one. So if we're gonna start doing them stats, I'm gonna start going looking at all the tape and getting the stats that they they missing picks because he's throwing them. Like that was a gimme right there. Outside route, you throw it inside. That's what that's like day one. Bad throw. Let me not let, let me not hate. I don't want to hate on Dak Prescott. Hey. I don't want to get you mad at me for a whole day. We got a whole segment to do. We got a whole segment to do, and the next one's even better. Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts finally returned after a two-game absence. Yeah. Eagles had to win to keep the one seed, and win is exactly what they did. Obviously. But what do we make of their performance? It was not pretty most of the game, but they got it done. Next. Ah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
There is nothing, and I mean nothing like a national championship game when you want to talk about college, and it is here. I got Dave Hellman with me. He watches every single college football game just about every weekend. TCU versus Georgia, 4.30 Pacific. It's on and popping. Finally, Dave Hellman, who do the viewers need to keep their eyes on today? I mean, in a game with Georgia, they recruit so well. I think you can just look down their roster if you're an NFL fan, but we got him. We got him right there on the board. Number 88. Jalen Carter. Beast. He could have been a top 10 pick last year. He came back. He lived up to the hype. I think the Bears probably want to trade out of that number one overall pick. But, like, this is this is a guy with top five potential. Like, if you're a Seattle fan. Okay. If you're, I mean, like, anybody with a top ten pick. Like I said, the Bears, maybe even if they trade so back. Jalen Carter, eyes are on him. TCU side. Max Duggan was a Heisman finalist. Quentin Johnson, number one, is a beast. All due respect to Max Duggan, I don't expect to hear his name on day one. But Quentin Johnson has a chance to be the number one wide receiver in this draft class. Okay. I think you could hear his name early on the day. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. I said this about the Michigan-TCU game, and I, I was wrong. TCU proved me wrong, like they've been doing all year. Georgia is the better overall team. It's four and five stars all the way down. But when you've got talent like that at those positions, mm. they just did it. They just did it on New Year's Eve. That Maybe they do it what again. What would TCU have to do to win this ballgame? Oh, my gosh. Uh, 13 okay. and a half points spread last I checked. What has to happen? You've got to make Stetson Bennett uncomfortable. Like, yep. he's so comfortable back there. The threat of their run game, the three NFL tight ends that they have on their roster, if you make life easy on him, he's going to pick you apart. Ohio State made it look difficult for him, and he struggled in the first half before they settled down. So I think you got to make him uncomfortable. Obviously, you got to win the turnover battle and then have Max Duggan do some Max Duggan things. <laughs> and that's all I got. TCU, a team of destiny. Georgia, a team of NFL prospects. A lot of them on day one. Well, going from college to the NFL, Jalen Hurts. He was back in the lineup for the Philadelphia Eagles after missing the last two games. Hurts had nearly 250 total yards. But didn't have a passing touchdown yesterday. Eagles went against a lot of the Giants' second stringers. Saquon Barkley did not play. Kayvon Thibodeau did not play. But the Eagles, they still clinched. Got that number one seed in the NFC. Less Sean McCoy, Eagles all-time rushing leader, over 15,000 total yards in the NFL. Were you pleased with your Eagles' performance against the Giants? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. One thing we had to do, Joy Taylor. Win. Win the game. Get the number one seed. And Jalen Hurts said it best. Now, going forward, Everything got to go through Philadelphia. If you want to go to the championship game, you got to come to Philadelphia. And we know that. So, yes, it wasn't about no stats. It wasn't about how, how was Jalen going to run. We didn't care about none of that. He was healthy enough to play the game. He played. All we had to do was just win the game. It's hard to just, just beat up on, on bums all day. It's, it's hard to do that. Play against the number twos, threes. That's hard to do. Did you have to call them bums? I, I didn't uh, – you know what I mean? Like, I, I was a two. Yeah, my bad. I, I didn't mean to say, but I didn't, you know what? Backups. 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 I got, you know. I had hurt a little bit. You, well, you were never a bum. I, and I'm sorry. I should say bums. Backups. Thank you. Right? TV. Thank you. That's why, you know, I'm new at this. You help Growing. me out. Anyway, so we're playing the <laughs> backups. <laughs> no swearing. <laughs> we, we're playing the backups. It's hard to just, like, like come on. Think about this for a second. Like, AJ, AJ Brown, you know, he going against the number three. It's like, ah. You know I'm going to beat you. Like, you know this. <laughs> so, yeah, all we had to do was get that win. That's what we did. Number one seed, Philadelphia. Joy, are you pleased with the performance? I think they could have had a better performance against the Giants' backups. <laughs> I do think they could have looked better. But I wasn't really concerned about how they looked overall. I was concerned about how Jalen Hurts looked. Because not only are they going to have to go through Philadelphia, Philadelphia is going to go how Jalen Hurts goes. And he was throwing the ball fine. We all know he can run, and they didn't really have him running like that because why, why risk it? Yeah, why even play just, around just with it? Just get rid of it. 
Um, so I think a game plan was good for him. Obviously, you know, Jake Elliott had to hit, hit quite a few God, goals. <laughs> We got, we got to get him ready. We got to get him yeah. ready, though. So we got to get him ready, too, he's now. He's part of the team. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he needs to rest as well now. So, look, you got the number one seed. You get a week off to get everybody healthy. Again, it wasn't just about Jalen Hurts being healthy. They had a lot of players that were banged up. So, now you get the week off. Everyone's got to come through Philadelphia. And more importantly, he looked capable throwing the ball, which was the concern because the injury was to his throwing arm. So, could they have looked better? Could it have been more dominant against the backups? Sure. But they did what they needed to do. They won the game. That's what matters. I was not as pleased with the performance. I was pleased with Jalen Hurts being healthy. Remember, that's all I cared about, his health first and foremost. And we didn't actually see Gardner Minshew for, like, any of the game because the Eagles didn't handle their business like I would have hoped. What's fascinating to me is I don't look at Jalen Hurts and see that same intimidation factor that I did earlier on in the season. His last two games passing, he hasn't looked great. You know this because we all keep in touch with it. We don't have any passing touchdowns. We have three interceptions, a 65 passer rating, where his first 12 games of the season, if I'm not mistaken, 22 touchdowns, three interceptions. So when I'm looking at Hurts, I'm like, wait a second, Hurts. You got to get back to them first 12 games of the season. Why you give me that look, Shady? Macho, you're killing me, Why? You're killing me. You, you sat here last week and, yes, and praised Aaron Rodgers, like, up and down, like crazy. He, don't, he ain't throwing but one pick. Yes, he's been playing on the bare minimum. My boy been balling the whole year, and he has two bad games, and now you're writing them off. Are you not worried that his two I'm bad games wor- are the last two games of the season? The last two games. And you just told me you're not worried about that Cowboy performance. This is my thing. I'm worried about that. This, this, this is my thing with you. My thing? thing with you is you play this game. You know being great for every – It's hard. It's hard to do. Hard to do. So, a game or two? <laughs> Come on. Not y'all. At this moment, though, Shay. Hey, listen. You, you play good, you play bad. It happens. But I'm going to go with what I've seen more this year. And I've seen more of Jalen Hurts balling. And you've seen it. You're right. The new glasses, the old glasses, whatever they are. You see him not- giving crazy workouts. Pop- the- Come on, man. It's the like, glasses. Don't, 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 it's the freaking it's it's like glasses. The more you text and tweet this guy, you just start talking crazy. Come See, on. That, I mean, that's out, that's out of pocket. Because if, if I was a hater, which, which, which you say that I am, I would have pulled all that stuff up. If I was a hater, I would have been like, yeah, the Eagles really haven't looked that good in a month. Jalen Hurst didn't look that good for a second straight timeout. But I'm not a hater. No matter how much you want me to Today. be, Shady, I am not. I said before the game, all they have to do is win. Get home field advantage. Make the postseason run through the link. They could have won that game to – Three to nothing, and I wouldn't care. That's and right. I don't. I don't care. They get a week off. Job, they get hurt guys healthy. They get time to game plan. Like, they get to sit back and watch everybody else beat each other up, and then they figure out who Do they Do you play. care about – because me. we've been crushing Dak's performance, and rightfully so. Pick sixes, picks against the Titans, et cetera. But Hertz does have no touchdowns, three interceptions in his last two outings. How much do you care about that, particularly given what you've seen with Dak Prescott and his interception? It's mildly concerning, but like in, I mean, in the scheme of Dak, I'm not like it's it's not even comparable. Like, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts has a lot more to accomplish. I mean, he's just still a really young player, but you can't argue with the week to week consistency. Like, 14 weeks of very good success versus two up-and-down kind of struggling weeks. It's not the same when you're talking about comparing to a guy that has thrown a pick in seven straight games. I mean, that's a different level. If I was an Eagles fan, I would be mildly concerned in the back of my mind of, like, we're not playing our best ball when it matters most, but that's why it was so important to get the week off. 
Because you might be playing a hell of a lot better ball if Lane Johnson is part of your <laughs> offense. Joy, I guess they're not counting rushing touchdowns. That, that don't count. Well, yeah, they don't like to count rushing yeah, I didn't count. see him have any yesterday. Yeah. You said the last three. You just said the last three games, right? He's two played. Two games for Jalen Hurts. And he's had two picks. We had two picks? Three picks. Okay. We, we, can, have a, we can have a nuanced so, conversation so about are, this. I'm, I'm asking, are you guys going to add his rushing touchdowns? Yeah, he just didn't have any yesterday. No, no, no. no, in the last two games. He knows what he's doing. Oh, in the last two He knows what he's doing. <laughs> you swear to God, it's that. You know what you're doing right now. Against the Bears. I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to mind my business. Against the Bears, he had two rushing touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Is that three? Three. three yeah. Do you want to count? <laughs> the game was four weeks ago. The game was four weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, but we're counting the interceptions from You that just game. said. Yes. The but we're not counting the touchdowns. So, three rushing touchdowns, three interceptions. Yo, Joy, they all take, count take it away. Points. The offense doesn't look as good since they beat Tennessee, right? Like, that's a, just a... That's just a fact. Yeah, but that's, that's fair. But also the same – we said that – we just sat here and said the same thing about the Cowboys. Totally. Like the interceptions don't matter because they're winning those games. In both of those games where he didn't play like he looked for most of the season, they did what in both? And I'm not, even, I'm not even worried about the interceptions because he's been so good at keeping them down. The offense just doesn't look as efficient. And I, I brought up Lane Johnson on purpose because they're not running the ball as dominantly as they have we need, been we need Lane. So, we don't play as well when Lane's not there. Look at the, the, the stats. I, I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm mildly worried because they get the week off. If they can get some of those guys back, I think they'll be fine. The other thing, though, I think Hurts has to run the ball in the playoffs. Because I was watching this. You think he like, won't? No, he will. Okay. He will. I'm just saying yeah. he, Hurts has to run the ball That's in the true. playoffs because that running game, like you're saying, yeah. without Jalen Hurts, threat to tuck and pull it, right. linebackers are chilling, the holes are not as so wide RPO's open. RPO is not going to be as good. Not and we average 160 yards when he's playing, so he's going to run the ball in the playoffs. But don't worry. That dominant team you've seen all year, Philadelphia Eagles, they'll be back. <laughs> well, the Eagles, we will see them playing again this year. The Packers, not so much. Aaron Rodgers, $50 million this season, but no playoff appearance. Has that hurt his legacy? That's next on Speak. Cannot wait for this conversation. Listen, y'all. Now, it was a very simple equation for the Packers last night. It gets no easier than this in football. Win and you are in the playoffs. But it didn't work out like they like. The Detroit Lions, who had nothing to play for, snapped the Packers for a game win streak after their loss. The Lions to the Lions. Aaron Rodgers' squad has officially finished with an 8-9 and nine record. With all of that being said, we speak about Aaron Rodgers like he is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers has only been to the Super Bowl one time. The reason I say only, because Ben Roethlisberger went to the Super Bowl a few times. Eli Manning went to the Super Bowl a couple of times. Tom Brady has gone to the Super Bowl ten times. Patrick Mahomes in his short career has been to the Super Bowl two times. Peyton Manning, as we know, went to the Super Bowl four times. When you speak of all the other Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they had multiple Super Bowl appearances. But when you think about Aaron Rodgers, he still only has one, and now he's missed the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes has yet to miss the playoffs since he's been a starter. Tom Brady never missed the playoffs, not in Tampa Bay, not in New England when he was a starter and when he was healthy. But Aaron Rodgers, Shady has once again missed. Is Aaron Rodgers hurting his legacy? I'm going to say yes. He is hurting his his, his legacy. I would say Aaron Rodgers, to me, he is the greatest regular season quarterback we have ever seen. But the truth is, A-Rod is also the biggest overhyped quarterback we've ever seen. Let's keep it real here. Postseason we talked about, he never shows up. In 18 seasons, right, he's only been to the Super Bowl one time, right? He's one of four in the NFC Championship games. I mean, that's great. Regular season, but we get in postseason, he don't show up. Two of them games, he was uh, um, first seed. It's Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he tells you he can ball. He has the most talent I've ever seen any quarterback. 
you argue probably him or Dan Marino, most talented quarterbacks, most overrated quarterback we've ever seen. He does great in the regular season. We get to the playoffs, a lot of excuses. He's super arrogant through the whole year. Soon they lose in the playoffs, he gets real humble, sad, like somebody passed away. Y'all seen the interviews. Y'all yep. see how he acts? Oh, I'll just take some time to see what happens, you know. I'm tired of that. A-Rod is a beast in the regular season. Playoff, I don't see it. We got to stop comparing him with the super greats. The Joe Montanas, Tom Brady's, put them over there. Like, put them, you know, you know it's like different rides. Go to uh, amusement parks, got different rides. Got, this ride is like the best of the best. He's like over here. You, you, you're working your way up there, that's it. Had a great career. I love A-Rod, but... The truth is, he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks we've ever seen. How can you say that? Because somebody at home listening is like, Shady, he's a four-time MVP. Yeah. How can a four-time NFL MVP be overrated? When we talk about all the great quarterbacks, right? Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, right? They go to the playoffs. They go to championships. They go to Super Bowls. A-Rod, he doesn't. He balls out in the regular season, and it was time to go to the playoffs. He doesn't show up. He doesn't, it's the truth. I just name it to you. Like, and his, his playoff record, he's 11-10. and 10. I can't make this up. So as much as you want to give him the credit for being super great, because he is, he's super talented. It's going to be hard to see another quarterback with that type of arm strength, that type of potential, that type of talent. You probably won't see it again. But we look at this comparing the stats, the numbers, the success, production, and the playoffs, it's not there. And we all know this stat right here. Quarterbacks are always determined on what they do in the playoffs and the Super Bowl rings. Am I tripping? No. Uh-huh. So, yes, people don't want to say it because I guess it's sensitive because it is A-Rod because he is a four-time MVP champion, right? He, he, or champion. Super MVP, cha- um, yeah. um, MVP. MVP yeah. right? And he, and he doesn't have a chip. When we compare him to the other greats, he can't stand with them guys. Where you stand, Joy, on this take? I mean, what's, is he hurting his legacy? Not if, not if you've just been paying attention to what he's been doing for the past few years. He's not. It's and the 10. same. Last six seasons, he has two playoff wins. Say it again, I didn't hear you. Last two seasons. Last six seasons, he has two playoff wins. You can't make that can't up. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. I don't make the rules. This is just what it is. We you watch just, the games. We keep the recordings. <laughs> it's on Google. It's free if in your area, I'm sure. Look, I don't have – it is what it is. Like, he's a great regular season quarterback. His numbers are essentially the exact same in the postseason. Greats do what? Better in the postseason. It's not that he's not an all-time great. It's not that he's not all-time he's talented. Yeah. I feel like we got to keep saying this. But when you're having conversations about Tom Brady or Joe Montana or Peyton Manning or these guys that have been to multiple championships or won multiple championships, you gotta, you got to keep the perspective. We have measurables for greatness. It's championships. It's not just regular season MVPs. And if we want to talk about the last two MVPs, when you look at what happened this year, you've got to give Devontae Adams more credit than he gets for, for playing the role in those MVP wins. Like, you just do. And we have a whole season. I know they went 7-0 without Devontae Adams and he had a bunch of numbers and all that. So that's great. We have a whole season of evidence now. The, what they should have done is replace Devontae Adams, and they didn't because they thought that Aaron Rodgers was still at the level that a guy like Patrick Mahomes is at. And at one point in Aaron's career, he might have been able to do that. But he's not the same guy now, and that's fine. Everybody ages. It happens. But all year, they struggled. They weren't winning because of Aaron. When they did start winning, it wasn't because of Aaron. And then it was, oh, well, what are, we gonna, what are they going to say about us now? Nothing, because you're not in the postseason. We're, so, so, so what are we talking about here? You have to be consistently there. You can't win if you're not there. And when he does get there, they lose. he doesn't really win. They lose. 
I think all of this stuff can be true. Like, I, I don't want to be, I don't really feel like being defender and Rodgers guy, but keep in mind how long he's been playing football. Like, it was a long time ago, but the 2010 season still counts. Carrying a six seed through the postseason and balling out to win Super Bowl MVP, that's going to count forever. Mm-hmm. He's made several runs to the NFC Championship game since then. Like, he has had playoff success. This is not a case of a guy who always falls apart. Now, that's where this comes in, and I agree with you, Joy. I don't think he's hurt his legacy. I just don't think he's raised it over the last five years. Like, you know, replay some of these seasons. If he gets to a couple more Super Bowls, wins another Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, I think you can put him in that rarefied air with the Montanas and maybe even the Bradys. But he didn't do that, and so you can't. And now I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever play, but he's in that jumble. A lot of guys are in that jumble, and he's, he's one of them now. And, I mean, football's hard, dude. Dan Marino only went to one Super Bowl, and he didn't win it. Drew Brees only went to one Super Bowl. Rodgers' predecessor, who we're not going to talk about, he went to two and won one. He only got one ring. There's, there's loads of amazing quarterbacks that were lucky to get one ring. But or not maybe didn't this even. amazing. I think that's the problem. Well, and that's, like- so I, th- I think that's where I am right now is, like, there was a period in my career where I thought Rodgers was – you can't even fit on the screen. <laughs> me too. Oh my yeah, god. Me too. And now I'm like, oh no, like you're you're here. You're yep. you're down here with Breeze and it's with that some you other guys. Because I've always said the better comp for Aaron Rodgers is Drew Brees. Is Drew Brees. Yeah. And, I and it was outrageous, but Aaron Rodgers is just Drew Brees really with not. a more well, abrasive personality. The problem, That's all it the is. problem with that comp, I guess, speaking from the likes of defenders, is Brees has no NFL MVPs to Rodgers four, mm-hmm. and you can't compare the talent. Like, no. as a, when it comes down to individual talent, right, right. what I think Breeze was better at is making everybody yeah. around him better. I agree with that. And I also believe that for a long period of time, Breeze was more likable. He got into some issues later right. on in his career right. that people started to question him for, but mm. Breeze significantly more lovable. I mean, Breeze is loved by several franchises. Yeah, but the, when we're talking about comps, he's closer to Breeze than he is to Brady. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. At this point. Ter- yes, yeah. but comp in terms of what? In, term of, in terms of. People try to argue talent, that Tom Brady isn't really that talented. So talent really is a relative conversation. We all know Tom Brady is talented. Yeah. Drew Brees was also very talented. That's a very like subjective I got, I, conversation. I got one what we all. do have that's not subjective is playoff wins and losses, playoff numbers, and championships won, and championship games played. Those are not subjective conversations. And, and that, that's the see, that's the thing with me is like, A-Rod is probably, I like, from watching ball my, my whole life, he might be the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, talent-wise. Yeah. But the, the, the issue I have with him is we don't want to compare him with Breeze. Yep. We don't want to compare him with, with guys like Ben Roethlisberger. We love to put him up there with Tom Brady, right? That's my issue. So when I say the most overhyped quarterback we've ever seen, for that, for you to have four MVPs, right, for you to be this guy with all this talent, you're not achieving nothing like the other guys that's on that level, like the Joe Montana's or the Tom Brady's. That's my problem. So when I'm saying that he's the, over, the most overhyped quarterback we've ever seen, that's the reason why, because and, of as much talent you have. And you always have to just say it so, ever so delicately because yeah. you don't want to upset anyone when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Because really, last year, the way the Cowboys were dragged for the way that they lost, Sure compared to the way that the Packers right. were not dragged. Packers got off easy. <laughs> easy, For the way easy. that they lost, it's not even comparable. Two years that, in a row. We should have said nothing about the Cowboys compared to how much worse it was the yeah. way that the Packers lost in the playoffs last year. And that's how it goes. I don't know if we have time for this, but, like, 
What about Peyton? Like, I, Peyton Manning feels like a, a good comp to me. And Peyton Manning got the second ring, but let's all be real about what was happening there. And so, I mean, Rodgers never had a generational defense, but you think about the regular season. Hey, come they, on, man. Where, come on. Where, where is, where's he won a, cha- he won a championship. Chip's a chip. He won it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, he how did. How you take that from him? I'm not taking it from him. I'm just Sounds saying. Like quantifying no. it. You're quantifying. Acho's what? giving me the look that tells me he agrees with me. <laughs> he's just not going to say oh, it. Man, come on. He earned yeah. it. Uh, well, Lovey Smith and the Texans. Wade won yesterday, but Lovey, he's not getting off the hook. Instead, he's getting a pink slip and fired after winning the last game. Was it justified? That's next on Speed. Hey, real quick. You think they ask the coaches for the playbook like they do the players? <laughs> Houston Texans played the Colts yesterday, and you're looking at it right there. A play that changed their draft pick status. All the Texans had to do was lose, but they won. Great game by the players, beating the Colts. Lovey Smith goes out with a win, but he goes out nonetheless because after a 3-13-1 record, he is officially fired after one season as the Texans head coach. Joy, did Lovey Smith deserve to be fired? Who are you crapping? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Get it. Get it, Joy. (laughs) Do it. No, but I don't know that he did anything to keep the job either. Generally, if you go 313-1, you should expect to have some hard conversations at the end of the year. That said, and I've been on this all season long with the Texans because we saw this with the Lions last year, and now you saw how the Lions season ended this year. You can be bad, but we can see something there. We can see how the players are playing. We can see how you push back on teams. Are you in close games? The Texans were giving people problems all season long. They weren't good enough. But that's not Lovey Smith's fault. So what I'm confused about is if you're going to move on from Lovey Smith, who has a ton of experience in the NFL, including experience at the head coaching position, how is the GM still here? What are we doing with that? Because in the time that Nick Casario's been there, He's hired two coaches and will be looking for his third this offseason. Now, perhaps that's not all Nick Casario's thought because the Texans are a dumpster fire of an organization and have been dysfunctional for years, which we know because they hire coach after coach after coach. They had a disaster situation with Deshaun Watson, and now they're 3-13-1 and one again. So I don't why – do, why should anyone in the organization get the benefit of the doubt even if you're going to move on from Levy Smith, which I would not do because the Houston Texans have – no culture. And for the first time in a while, I thought at least, hey, players, they don't, have, they don't have great players there. They don't have a quarterback. They play inspired football. Do with that whatever you will. There are bad teams that don't play hard because they know they don't have enough. But at least Lovey was doing that. That's the argument they used for Dan Campbell last year when the Lions were terrible, but they kept him. So what are you building here? Because you're on your third coach in three years, and for some reason, Nick Casario is still going to be there. So what's going to be the excuse next year? The Houston Texans have no foundation. They have no culture. They're going to get a quarterback, but not with the first pick. (laughs) And then they're going to do what? Because he was the one responsible for this teardown. Well, you tore it all down, and you didn't put anything back together. So I'm confused as to what the direction of the team is to begin with. Yeah, (laughs) But he had to go. He had to go. He had to go. Why? Because if you are drafting Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, one of these young quarterbacks, you want Levy to be the man that Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is under the tutelage of as an offensive mind? Lovey's a defensive mind. Now, did Lovey deserve to be fired? I don't think he was going to win there anyway in Houston. But I'm like, when I think about the coaches right now, those top flight coaches, Andy Reid, 
Mike Tomlin, Sean McVay, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. I don't think of Lovey Smith as the guy that I want to have Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whoever I'm drafting, because I better draft one of them, develop under. 313-1. and one. In theory, you could mask behind that record. I believe Dan Campbell was three and fourteen, or three thirteen and one. Or three thirteen and one. And so I believe like Dan Campbell didn't show me all that much his rookie year either as a coach. But I'm not looking at Lovey Shady and saying, "Yeah, you know what? I want to build my franchise around Lovey." Where do you stand? I'm with you. Pack, pack your bags. It's time to roll, right? Dave Cully, the coach before him, they fired. I thought he was the guy for the job, right? I thought they they should give him some more time. Coming from Andy Reid's tree, letting him put his players in, in, that he wanted, getting the organization ready to go, I think that would be a better fit. But Lovey Smith, I mean, he's hell of a career. was a good coach. Times have changed. Yeah. It's a new era. Look at all the new coaches. First of all, the NFL is a copycat league. Like, whatever this team did to win, every team in the NFL, they want to copycat that, right? The, 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 the new coaching hires. They're going younger, right? McDaniel, McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Zach um, Nick Sirianni, yeah, Zach Nick Sirianni, Taylor, yeah, exactly. all, so, any, all of them. So my thing is, get somebody younger there that can relate to the players. That's the new thing now, right? Getting young, younger, younger coaches that can relate to the players, understand them. Get, get. They need, they need some fire in Houston. Like the last couple of years since, since Deshaun Watson left, what they went to playoffs what three years ago, three four years. Ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, it's been bad down there. So yeah. Get a, get a young coach in there. Get that thing fired up again, man. If that's how y'all feel, and if that's how the Texans felt, I hope they at least did Lovey Smith the the favor or the honor of they saying him. you're a fall guy. Like at least at least tell me like you're the fall guy for us maneuvering for good draft positioning. Because like on the field, I don't know how you couldn't be happy with the job that Lovey Smith did. I'm talking between the lines. We knew going into the season that they were going to be a joke. Like, they lost, they traded Deshaun Watson away. This roster was terrible. They picked top five last year. This was a case. This isn't the Broncos or the Colts where we were like, why are they so bad? We knew exactly how bad the Texans were. And they were. July. Okay. Yes. They were. No, 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 no. It's hard to lose more than three games. Look at the context, my guy. They didn't even finish with the worst point differential in the league. They lost their games by an average of 10 points. What? What? No, 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 no. Because it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it don't matter. matter. Coming from this side of the desk, I'm telling you this. At the end of the game, me and Shady are like, hey, big dog, we only lost by two. Yeah, yeah. We we did good, though. (laughs) We almost won. Next time, we'll get on. You don't think it matters for the culture of your team to be like, we might be bad, but we're not rolling over for anybody. No. We're going to give you four quarters. I think we're going to kick your ass. We didn't lose it. We don't think, nah. We just don't think like that. I understand how that matters on television and on paper, but we're not like, man, we almost. It won. literally mattered for the Lions last year. It didn't matter in the players' wow. minds. But, but the players don't make the decisions you to don't... hire or fire coaches. Not from only a, from that. From an organizational perspective, how you are losing if you put together a bad roster, which Levy Smith did not do, and didn't have a quarterback, which Levy Smith was not responsible for getting, then how are you, like, like, how are you justifying that? To Dave's point, this wasn't Levy Smith's responsibility. He didn't buy the groceries here. Right, right. No. Uh, you're mad Turned at this meal that you was, meal, was, was edible, yeah. and you gave him four weeks. But nobody in this day and there, nobody cares about that. No, I'm not saying they should care, but you, you're asking me if he should have been fired and what their plan is. Maybe he should have been fired because they didn't have a, a, a good enough season, which is fine. Yeah. I, it's what was expected. And maybe you want to move in a different direction. That's right. What I'm saying is the Houston Texans don't get – an ounce, not a little baby drop 
of the benefit of the doubt that they're now all of a sudden going to turn this around and have some well-run organization do the right thing. I don't agree with that. Really? Look at the Jaguars. They draft the quarterback that they wanted, right? They had a good coach to come in there. They went from being bad and trash, bad. and we can't wait to play the Jaguars, to now they, yeah. win, the, they, they win their division. Yeah, but I didn't, so I didn't give the Jags benefit of the doubt either. They had to earn it. True. And they did. I got to go. National championship game is literally an hour and a half away. I am going with TCU, the team of destiny, to surprise everyone. Dave Hellman, you got 15 seconds. Wow. Uh, Georgia's too talented. Do they count for our, for our picks? I'm going Georgia by 17. Georgia is different. I'm going 21, Georgia. I like NFL players. Sorry. (laughs) Well, Quentin Johnson might have something to say about that. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Thanks for hanging with us.